Don't be intimidated by criminal threats. Criminal threat. Every Saturday night at midnight, Adult Swim's building you a better cartoon show. We call it Tsunami. It stands as a defense against the forces of evil. I suggest you prepare. You have no idea what you're getting yourself into. Bring it on. Stand back and watch the master. I warn you, this is gonna hurt. That all you got? Brute force doesn't solve everything. You're gonna have to do better than that! It seems that a mega deuce has appeared. If you value your lives, stand back! This is crazy! It's totally crazy! Not done yet! Looking for a fight? We'll be happy to give you one. Every Saturday night from midnight to 6 a.m. Once you're hooked in, you can't move your body in the real world anymore. Hello and welcome back to the Toonami Faithful Podcast Retrospective. This time we will be covering 2013. Joining me for this retrospective, we have returning Duelist, Caboose, and Mac. Hey, hey. Hello. Hello. (laughs) I am quite pleased to say that we have another person on this retrospective, Tyler Locke from the Toonami Digital Arsenal. Hello, great to be here. Happy to have you on here, Tyler. It's well overdue. The lineup at the beginning of the year included Bleach reruns right at the front, Naruto uncut episodes following that, Thundercats moved up to 1 a.m., Samurai 7 was finishing at 1.30, Symbionic Titan at 2, Eureka 7 at 2.30, Tenchi Muyo GXP had moved to 3 a.m., Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood was at 3.30, and we finished off the night with an hour of Bebop at 4, and an hour of Inuyasha at 5. An hour of Bebop is so excessive. (laughs) I I just want to point out that you can really see how they did not have a lot of stuff to fill the back end. (laughs) They could have brought back Ghost in the Shell. As, uh... Although I I believe I fully believe that the five a.m. Inuyasha hour did well. Oh yes, in general it, it did very it did very well. <clears throat> so that was that was a staple. Even once Bebop gave up one of its episodes to another show. So that's how the year started out. Uh, Bleach was in reruns at the front, but that quickly came back to premieres after I think about eight weeks total from when it went into reruns in December. And so, you know what? I gotta I gotta give Bleach this. It held way more people than Attack on Titan reruns. Oh yes it did. <laughs> yes it did. <laughs> for better or worse. And that was like Bleach filler. <laughs> for at least part of that. You can't go wrong with Bleach. Sword Beast stuff, I as I recall. Um like their uh Soul Reapers, what can I say? Mm-hmm. Sword Beast. I think the Sword Beast was right when Toonami actually came back. It was actually during Bleach Filler. This was Bleach Cannon with a Scattered Filler episode here and there. I think. Yeah. When it came back, it was in Canon. I know that much. So there was... They, they only went back about eight episodes. So there was... They were partially filler, partially canon episodes, as I recall. Yeah. Anyway. You know, you're not wrong. <laughs> um, 
if my memory serves me right, what happens during the final canon arc is that they would occasionally stop for an episode or two and run a quick comedy filler and then continue on with the Yeah, they did that way too much. <laughs> it was really annoying. Kite flying. Yeah. yeah. Exciting. That was, that was a whole lot of something. But there was yeah. a lot of really, really good fights in the... Uh, in that year of bleach and uh some rather annoying filler episodes and and some amusing filler episodes there was the 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 arabian nights one that, that was pretty amusing rookie rookie <laughs> yeah that one was funny it was a halloween special or something well the first New show pickup of the year replaced Samurai 7 after Samurai 7 went out with one of the best promos they have ever done for Saturday uh, Saturday Night's Tsunami. In the beginning, each man had his reasons for joining. But no matter the motive, these seven samurai became honor-bound to protect Kana Village. The other samurai, they've come back! Now, they not only fight for the farmers, they fight for themselves. There's no time for pain now. They fight for honor. This is war. Get used to it. And they fight for vengeance. Now, which of us is going to take Ukyo's head? The time of the samurai is ending, and not all will survive the battle. It's not a matter of who dies, but who dies first. But this fight will be long remembered. Witness the beginning of the end. When samurai raise their swords, Samurai 7, tonight at 1.30. The way of the samurai is in death. None of us should expect to live to see the sunset. Only Toonami on Adult Swim. Oh yeah, that was pretty great. Mm-hmm. Really, really good promo. And well-deserved because Samurai 7 had to share its promo with Eureka 7 as the Lucky 7s and also shared it with We're Getting Rid of Dead Man Wonderland with a really nasty troll. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still think that was fantastic that they trolled with uh, the farewell what? music by Taiko. Not going anywhere. <laughs> well, all things come to an end. Samurai Seven had an epic ending. That was it a really good, good finale. Mm-hmm. So many good characters died that you didn't want to die, but they had to go. Yeah. Well, that's the best way to kill them is when I you know. have grown to like them. Mm-hmm. So, yes, uh, we can all thank TV Guide for uh, leaking that information to us. And oh, yeah. He was not happy. And I believe Jason started his systematic attack on uh, attack on backdoor schedules. <laughs> attack on schedules. <laughs> yeah. So Soul Leader showed up. That replaced Samurai 7 and... That was a well-overdue pickup. I quite agree. And I still think that, despite many people thinking it was past its time, that uh, I'm glad that Toonami aired it, because I thought it was a fantastic show and really fit the feel of Toonami. It really did. It was about time that they got it. I mean, they definitely probably could have gotten it, maybe... Back in the day, solely oh, didn't track. really seem like something that Adult Swim action would have picked up. So there's that. Yeah, 
it yeah. kind of did and kind of didn't. A lot of people were not happy that they picked the the perception was is that they picked Kikaishi over Soul Eater. A lot of people weren't happy I, about that choice. I feel like they were offered that in a deal. Probably. Probably with more Bleach episodes. Yep. To give that exposure, because I certainly hadn't heard of it before it was announced for Toonami. Mm -hmm. Or Adult Swim Action, rather. <clears throat> but it was nice could, having Soul Eater around. Could, it did really well at first, at least. Yeah, and it, it did, did really pretty, well. Pretty well overall. Yeah, it took Thundercats slot. I think Thundercats was about to go into reruns anywhere close to it, and they plopped Solita right behind Naruto, and it did really well there. Mm. You think it would, because it it definitely follows the same uh, same tropes as as Naruto, <clears throat> particularly for Black Star. <laughs> It's kind of yeah. like watching Naruto but, and then mm, watching a parody of that kind of show. Yeah. Blackstar is basically Naruto on extra sugar. <laughs> That's a very good comparison. Yeah. But that show was crazy fun. I don't know about you guys, but I have an easier time listening to Blackstar's dub voice than uh, really Naruto's. Yeah, I, I like his enthusiasm a lot mm. more. Well, he is very enthusiastic, that is for sure. Tsunami celebrated its birthday that year with an airing of Evangelion 1.11. With that the was... green bumpers. Yeah. yeah. That was definitely a nice surprise, and I, I still like that they were able to throw a promo together last minute, even though they said they had no time to do it. And then it ended up being an awesome promo. Yeah, one of the best promos. Yeah, no time to do a promo. Like two and a half minutes long. Yeah, it, it was, was a epic. it was a long promo. Really, quite all needed was just the you know, Greek band trailer beginning. What they did was that they ran Bleach Naruto and then ran uh, Ava and then I don't think any show aired other than when they got up to Brotherhood. I think Brotherhood was the only other yeah program that ran Brotherhood. Then then the rest. Yeah. Yeah, it took up five slots. As movies tended to do. <laughs> hey, caboose. And then they kept the green bumpers throughout the whole night. They were disgusting. <laughs> they actually... That was a weird problem for me, because I usually like green. But for some reason, they just didn't look very good. I thought it looked nice, actually. A little bit unnatural, but I thought it looked kind of special in a way. They should have went green and black. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. I, I think part of the problem was that they were still stuck on the 2004-2007 style bumps, and green doesn't really go well with that no, it bond or scheme. Uh, no. Yeah. They really should have done theme weeks. Every week you get a new color in the spectrum. Mm. That would have been fun. Ooh. I think somewhere around here they all they had also switched to a uh, blue. Yeah, they did that well. at the beginning yeah, of the they year. They swapped the blue. Yeah, I think they did that uh, daylight uh, savings. Well, they teased that for daylight oh. savings, and um, you know they actually had like different styled bumpers, but then like 
uh, especially for the now next later, like the menus, that that was a diff- completely different like animation. And then, you know, whenever they went to, uh, whenever they completely switched it, it was just a recolor. Ah, which kind of bummed me out because I really like the daylight savings. Hmm, that's too bad. Yeah. At their panel at Momocon, Tsunami showed off the first images of Tom 5.0, the Tom that they had been working on for some time. I believe they said that uh, he was designed by uh, whoever did Tom 3.0. All they really showed off was Tom uh, shot of the Absolution. Mm-hmm. And along with that, at Momocon, they announced that they finally will be able to replay IGPX, and that they were acquiring One Piece. And there was much rejoicing. Thunderous applause. Did we ever get our explanation from Tom 3.5 to Tom 5? Or is that still coming someday? No, that's, that's still Allegedly coming. Allegedly still yeah. coming. Supposedly that's... there's going to be a whole bunch it's... of exposition in the Toonami comic. Yeah, it's going to be like... Have to do with Intruder Two, mm-hmm. hopefully. <laughs> like I believe it was implied that we will f- figure out exactly what happened going from three to four to three five to five. Yeah, I'm sure Tom Six will fill us in on all the details. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> he'll just fill it in with like, he'll just say in like one of the. Weekly intros. <laughs> Knowing them. <laughs> yeah. So, in May, that. One Piece returned. It replaced Tenchi Muyo GXP, which I think we can all agree was a substantial upgrade. Hmm. <laughs> Better than, like, One Piece to Bakugan. Oh. The wound is, is still soft. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> And not long after that, the new look arrived with Tom Point, uh, Tom 5.0, and surprise, Sarah returned. This time, got some, by uh, Dana Swanson. Great promos for One Piece too. Yeah, like the Steve Bloom pirate promo. And One Piece got got a vast tsunami faithful. A vast tsunami faithful that follow the sea. Pay close attention and learn what will be. If you're itching for a fight or adventure you seek, One Piece returns starting next week. Way Anchor sets sail. Luffy is back. Rubber Fist Straw Hat. Gum Gum Attack. To be king of pirates, that be the goal. But the treacherous blue sea will take its toll. Bottles have raged on many a shore, but we join the fight in season four. So buckle up, take arms, the straw hats are on, as we join our tale at Long Ring Long. You looking for a fight? Because we'll be happy to give you one. One Piece returns next Saturday at one. The sooner I can pound your face in, the better! You don't know what you're getting into. Only Tsunami on Adult Swim. Yeah, like, before they aired, they aired a promo saying, yeah, we're going to start a little bit in, and then, you know, they advertised that you can watch, you know, 
the beginning at Funimation. In retrospect, since this is a retrospective, that was a tall order. Uh-huh. One yeah. Piece had gotten around so much. Yeah. I mean, it never really got any good introduction from really any network. Yeah. I mean, we can really only thank Toonami for any possibility of One Piece having a foothold in the U.S. market because it was good as dead on 4Kids block. Then they picked up the 4Kids dub and it did well on Toonami and they treated it well despite it being, quite frankly, garbage. (laughs) And it did well enough that Funimation was able to pick up the license and continue it on Toonami for 24 episodes before Cartoon Network was like, yeah, we're done with this. Yeah, it is quite nice that that uh, One Piece didn't end up dead in the water following Four Ah. blunder. That wasn't even intentional, but I'll... (laughs) (laughs) Now you have to own up to it. Uh, I don't know. Well, apparently not everything that happened in the 4Kids version of One Piece was 4Kids' fault. Oh, um, yeah, Toei Apparently Toei told them to do well. a lot of things. So I wouldn't blame everything that happened in that dub on 4Kids, but other than some, probably some of the creative decisions and the casting, of course, I would Thankfully, credit 4Kids more than Toei. Toei took it back and then reassess the situation, let Funimation license it, and let them basically handle it from there, other than a few things they have to check. Pretty much every time that show has a, a new notable character, they gotta send the, the voice samples to Japan, and they get to weigh in on that kind of thing. And uh, I believe they, they said that when it was airing on Cartoon Network back in... 2007-2008 before they could send the tapes to Cartoon Network they had to send them to Toei to give approval so yeah that was a whole just that sounds like a really annoying process but thankfully that was not the end of One Piece and One Piece was able to return to Toonami and with reasonable fanfare at least initially and then I swear the hype just died almost immediately. Uh, debatable. Yeah, yeah. It, it continued to to pull numbers and and uh, usually would do number one in its time slot with the key demos. So uh, I would say it was a moderate success, even at its worst. But I could be wrong, but I feel like at least the hours that have been steadily premiering things since Toonami came back have pretty much been doing number one in their time slot. Maybe at least starting in 2013 for the most part. I don't know if GXP actually was number one in its time slot. It was hit 3 a.m., though I suppose that's not too difficult. (laughs) Nope. Soul Eater's reigns went down a little bit after One Piece took its slot, I remember. I think it's still one uh, the 130 Eastern slot, but I think its numbers weren't as stellar. Yeah, yeah, it didn't hold One Piece as well as it held Naruto. And I think One Piece held Naruto pretty well in the first year, and then that seemed to, the gap seemed to widen a bit. And maybe that was because of the switch to Shippuden, but uh, I'm getting ahead of myself. But anyway, One Piece came back, and hooray! And we got Tom 5.0 and Sarah, 
returned, which was a nice surprise. And that night they got back IGPX on the block. I felt like this was, it felt more like Toonami at this point than it did in 2012. They were crafting their current identity, taking a little mm. bit more of what came before and adding new stuff. Yeah. It was nice. They really padded out that uh, last three hours, figuring yes. out what to oh, do with yeah. it. <laughs> Definitely yeah. did. I think that Tom Point 5 really exemplifies DeMarco's, Jason DeMarco's vision of Toonami. I think it really, the way Toonami is set up right now and how everything looks is very much DeMarco's vision while um, the usage of Tom 3.5 was more like like a combination of old and new, if that makes any sense at all. It was it was a transition. Yeah, it was a transition. Like, you want to see a familiar face, and you're like, oh, wait, that's Toonami. Like, you, I, they def- definitely went, didn't want to go with, like, a brand new Tom, like, straight off the bat. Yeah, because for one thing, that would have been really expensive. That, too. Yeah. And they like were definitely... 3.5. Yeah, they were, they were definitely starting on a shoestring budget, though. Mm-hmm. They thought were their golden years that people would most recognize. And uh-huh. I think it was the right choice. They could, you know, Tom 2 was, I think, a little too old. Tom 2 looked, uh, I guess, reasonable and respectable enough for them to go with it. Tom 4, I think, was would not have been a good choice. No, that, that would have been too <laughs> expensive. Don't pick up right where you left off. Yeah... Yeah, Tom 2 would have been going too old, and Tom 4 wouldn't have flown at all, so... they. But Tom 4 did fly. <laughs> Into the sunset. <laughs> Where are you that was supposed right? to be a pond. Ah, well done. Oh, you know, one question about it. I asked uh, during one of the Toonami Tumblr Q&As, I don't think I ever got an answer on that. Um, at the end, when Tom... At the end of uh, Tom 4, you know, the final thing of the original Toonami, he flew off. He said, bang. Was that supposed to be a reference to Cowboy Bebop? Or was that supposed to be a reference for Toonami ending with a bang, which is what they had promised a Probably long time both. ago? I believe they s- actually said it was definitely would have said it was a both. I know they definitely said it was uh, related to Bebop, at least. I can confirm yeah, that. Why you clear that up? I said I remember it being a very sad bang. I could just envision Tom yeah. Four looking down. Bang. bang. It's a heartbreaker. Mm. So, having really not picked up anything particularly new, I mean, the, the One Piece episodes were new-ish. They were about a year old to the market for the U.S., but way, way old in Japan. But ever since Dead Man Wonderland ended, Tsunami's kind of been picking up older shows for the most part and finally uh anaplex of america saw the opportunity to launch a really big series on toonami somewhat unexpectedly toonami and anaplex of america aired sword art online and opinions were very divided i still haven't forgiven sword online for that one scene in the fairy dance arc yeah the one with the vic mignagna voiced uh <laughs> tentacle monster <laughs> oh vic and tony oliver so sketch <laughs> apparently 
uh, Shiremi ran into Vic one day, and Vic said, "Oh, I was in Sword Art Online." She's like, "Oh, really? Oh, what scene were you in?" Oh, you'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a tease that was! <laughs> Excellent uh, casting. Yeah. <laughs> Personally, I enjoyed Sword Art Online for all of its faults. As did I. It was just, you know, kind of occasionally turn your brain off entertainment because there were definitely plot holes and there was definitely stupid stuff that happened, but man, animation was nice and the fights were exciting and the music. Oh, the music. Yuki Kajiura, the goddess of anime music. <clears throat> She does not do bad stuff. Mm-mm. The hey. English dub was also very well done, I think. Yes, a- absolutely. Yeah. They got all, all of the internet speak down really well. Alex, I forget. Like, I, I feel like even if you don't really like the show, if you were to watch a decent amount of the dub, you'd probably agree that it was well voice acted. Some would say almost too well for... The quality of the show. <laughs> I uh, I especially thought I I think it's uh, Cassandra Lee Morris was a uh, very good as uh, Suguha. Yes, is Suguha and Lifa. It was the start of the Bryce Pappenbrook Empire as well. Oh yes, it was. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And Charami Lay was Azuna, and she did a really good job as well. And Stephanie Shea as Yui was another stellar performance, I think. Yeah, I didn't like Yui. No, I didn't say I liked Yui, I just liked the performance. <laughs> well, there, there, that is a distinction, yes. She gets so much hate. Yui? Yeah. Rightfully so. I, I liked her. Hey, hey, listen, Daddy... For what it's worth, I think her character might have been slightly more subdued in the subbed version. Eh, maybe. She also called Kirito Papa in the sub, which I thought... I like it when you call me Big Papa. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought it was a lot more fitting and I did too. I I thought when she called him Daddy, it didn't sound right. Yeah... Papa. Honestly, that was a no-win situation there for the scripters, I think. Eh, probably. Shrug. I, I will say that there's almost no question that Sword Art Online created the most conversation of probably any show to air on Toonami so far. And eh, that's, that's a good thing in its own right. Well, unless you count, like, Certain episodes of Black Lagoon or Hellsing Ultimate. Well, with uh, with the second season starting this year, in fact, in a matter of weeks, the conversation is going to start all over again. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Now, um, it did do very well. I mean, it was airing at 2 a.m. Eastern Time. It was airing oh, yeah. behind One Piece. It was airing behind Soul Eater. It was and pulling it was, in millions of, of viewers, or at least a million, I should say. Yeah, yeah, it pulled in over a million viewers on occasion. 
which at 2 a.m. is darn impressive. Uh, really, that whole lineup was it did it did very solid for a while, and one might argue it was because you had say Bleach right up front and Naruto, and then you had a show like Sword Art Online, and you got people to stay around to watch it. Uh-huh. Yeah, people who would otherwise not watch One Piece or Soul Eater stuck around for those two shows just to get the Sword Art. That's the theory, anyway. Mm. Yeah. I do wonder how Sword Art may have done earlier, but I guess we'll find out soon enough. I, I feel like it aired when it did because they weren't 100% sure if it was going to get a big audience. Yeah. And I don't think they wanted to push anything further back. And I suppose maybe it was a slight content thing, but who knows? Yeah. At least some maybe, of the maybe some combination factors, but... One Piece and Soul Eater were doing quite well where they were, so mm. I imagine they just didn't want to move anything. Though, I don't. I, I remember thinking at the time that maybe they should have moved Sword Arts uh, ahead of Soul Eater. But I digress. Well, I don't think it was a content issue either because um, this pretty much never Soul Eater could get issue. really bloody. Yeah, Soul Eater got really bloody sometimes, and Naruto at the time was in the Zabusa and Haku arc, which had some gory moments in it, yeah. in the uncut version. Mm, so, exactly. Uncut. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it was content, it was just they couldn't find another spot to put it. Yeah. So I guess that's a long-winded way of saying that I agree with you all on this. <laughs> Well, many years before this, The Big O returned with a second season on Adult Swim Action as a Adult Swim Action original, co-produced by Turner. Finally, after all this time, The Big O 2 arrived on Toonami. It wasn't really new to anyone at that point, but it was nice to see it on Toonami, I would say. I still think it's unfortunate that they never worked anything out with Sentai to get season one because admittedly watching the big O two without seeing the first season is kind of, well, you're questioning what's going on in big O anyway, but, uh, (laughs) being thrown into the second season is, I I can only imagine is a, uh, even more confusing, for lack of a better way to put it. Definitely. They they weren't going to get new viewers too easily with airing the Big O 2 without the first season. I mean, I, I would still be open to them getting season one back, but at least with the current lineup, I I don't think it's anywhere near a priority of something to do. Yeah. If they still had the extra yeah. hours... Yeah. It was truly unfortunate that Bandai folded right after the sale of Eureka 7 to Toonami. Otherwise, we probably would have had Season 1 era by now. Mm, yeah, that's possible, but at, at least they were able to cut Toonami a couple deals before uh, mm-hmm. they were done. Yeah. At least they could do that. that ah, that... something I feel I should mention. Uh, Sword Art actually started maybe one week or a couple weeks earlier than expected because Thundercats got written off. Doc on it. <laughs> oh yeah. 
That was or, unfortunate. I can it, just actually, it may not have gotten written off. I think that one's just the contract ended because it would have been exactly two years after it started airing. Yeah, that's possible. It is unfortunate that it didn't get two full runs, but what can you do? Yeah, at uh-huh. least you got one. Yeah. There was, there's not much you can do if it's a third party contract and the deal's expired and, and if you're not allowed to try to renew it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It did really well though, so there's yeah. nothing. It, it, there was it even actually... a little bit of hope that there would be some kind of continuation, but alas. Such was not the case. For both it and Symbionic Titan, both of those shows did really quite well for reruns. It's just a pity. I guess mine and uh, and McCrillin's fake second season promo just wasn't good enough, and I apologize to everyone. We tried. Speaking of Cartoon Network holdovers, they picked up Star Wars The Clone Wars when Elreka 7 left the block. That was around August, right? Yeah. Man, we're, we're flying through this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I thought it was a good addition. Yeah, I think it was a good addition, too. It's never really been my cup of tea, personally. But it always did very yeah. well with adults. It- it took it took me a season or two to really get into the show, but I've I've now seen the whole thing and I'm a pretty big fan of it. Yeah, I didn't really like catch it during whenever it aired on Cartoon Network because those were the years where I was like, I'm just gonna boycott Cartoon Network <laughs> because of what I, they did. <laughs> I know what you did. Yeah. <laughs> I, know I know what you what did you last did. September. You mean, Caboose, you mean you weren't keen on watching Star Wars, Clone Wars on that, you know, Toonami knockoff, still no, using I wasn't. The music and uh, <laughs> Peter Cullen in some instances? Nope. Uh-uh. You I was are here. Yeah, I don't even know what I was doing the, during those years. I know I wasn't watching TV. The Darkness. <laughs> Dark ages, the dark, darkest of ages. Well, which we covered last to, time. An interesting part about the Clone Wars run on Toonami was that they skipped certain episodes. I think they only skipped one. Yeah, they only skipped like one or two. They, but they promised they were only to gonna... skip particular episodes. You yeah. know that line I... of thinking actually makes me uh, wonder if somehow they'll try to spin something out of Intruder Two with, well, we had to go off the air for four, we had to go off the air for four years because of this Intruder-related nonsense. <laughs> that would be Maybe. amusing. Mm. Sorry, I interrupted you. I think Mac. No, it's fine. Yeah, I think they only skipped like a couple of Jar Jar being centric episodes. And thank goodness for that. I don't think they actually ended up skipping that many for what that's worth. I'm I'm pretty no, sure it was it, there was definitely one. There may have been two, but I think that's it. Mm. Which of course yeah. got lots of people up in arms, just like, well, you skip episodes of that. Why don't you just give filler of Naruto I, and One I, Piece? Does anyone <laughs> know uh, how many episodes for... of Clone Wars they? Yeah, actually filler never felt through? so good. Yeah. What's yeah, I was about to say the promo for Clone Wars was really good. Filler never felt so good. That was a nice little sarcastic little shot. Because the Clone there. Wars is filler. 
It's what happens it's between, so <laughs> between. Yeah, I do think it's unfortunate that the uh, and I don't even mean season six, but the, that the last couple uh, seasons didn't get to air on Toonami because those were some some good stuff. Yeah, I almost wonder why they didn't double strip it once they couldn't double strip Inuyasha anymore. I feel like Jason implied that if he knew exactly when they were losing it, that they would have tried to air more of it. And possibly... I, I gotta say, why didn't y'all figure that you would lose it when Disney started their show? <laughs> that should have been pretty obvious, I think. Uh... Mm. Maybe they probably didn't care since it was at the end of the yeah. block, and you know. Much. Yeah, almost initially started a little earlier, but they quickly moved yeah. it back to five a.m. Where Which it did really well. Because mm-hmm. along that line of thinking, I'm pretty sure they would have kept uh, an hour of Inuyasha to try to air more of the original before losing it as well. Potentially. But I think Just at that the, point they they were really on the concept of getting it so there were no doubles. Eh, possibly. Which, in hindsight, maybe wasn't the best choice, but oh well. Was well, Inuyasha at that point the same thing as Bebop, where it was essentially free to air for Cartoon Network? You know, we one? don't we don't really know. <laughs> it, Inuyasha's it was a- contract was odd like they found that in the back room like oh hey we still got this jason did say something like this was you know an expiration date going back years and years and years so i don't know you would have thought that maybe it would have showed up when the block came back but maybe they just thought it was too old i don't know i think that was a preference thing they just really wanted to keep bebop around (laughs) Mm. But I think they should have just left in Nuyasha because that would have been a good thing for that initial lineup. Because once Inuyasha was added at the back of the block, boy, things really picked up. <laughs> well, for what it's worth, I feel like Inuyasha had been off the air for a while um, when Toonami came back in 2012. Uh, I don't... Uh, I, it, no, no. The the week before Toonami came back in 2012, it was at 5.30, like it has been for so long. Really? Yeah, yeah they were in the middle of a run. They were getting pretty close to the end. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, not yeah, super close still... to the end, but like within a year of the suppose end. suppose one yeah. could argue that they could have uh, kept like Dorara on there as well. Yeah. But they chose... Uh, they they still had Kikaishi they, running too at the time. Kikaishi was actually about to finish its second run. Yeah, I think they just... If they did... They didn't really want to do more than three hours, so they... I feel like they also didn't want to exactly make it just Adult Swim action with Toonami packaging like people kept yeah. saying it was for the longest time. Yeah. Even though I think they were wrong. They did us all a favor and kept uh, Full Metal's run going and and uh, gets in in Bebop because they are eternal. <laughs> yeah, they they did us that favor for a while, Sketch. Yes, they did. <laughs> mm. Yeah, a lot of people got had that perception because Caster and Sins was considered to be very much an, an Adult Swim action type of show, more than a Toonami type because it was a little slower paced and a little more dramatic. 
Yeah. Was Brotherhood doing exceptionally well in like some of its most recent reruns? Because uh, I almost wonder if that leaving the block finally, like a lot of people that it, stuck around to watch that. It continued to do pretty well, but it was it was getting pretty soft ratings on its most recent run. But it, it maintained ratings for a long time. So did Bebop. Yeah, Bebop finally started wearing out in like 2014. And so did Brotherhood, both around the same time. Yeah, you can't play the same shows forever. Unless it's Family Guy, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently. <laughs> Continuing on, it's uh, Labor Day weekend. They played Evangelion 2.22 and had the dub premiere of Kickheart, the kick-started anime short by Misaki Yuasa. Very unique style. Very... Very quirky short. It was dubbed uh, because of uh, stretch goals on the Kickstarter, I believe. I and, believe so. Yeah, and it starred Richard Epcar. I think he also directed it. And it was definitely one of the more interesting things Toonami played that year. Yeah, I uh, I like that Toonami I heard it. It was a yeah, an I really interesting, like it. different thing. It got a little bit more hate than I think it should have from oh, definitely. People. That I don't. People just don't like fun. There, there were a couple of instances where comedic things aired on Toonami that year that were not well received. <laughs> I remember like people were thinking like they were thinking like the special goodie was gonna be like something like Ruby yeah. or something around similar like that. But yeah, they're like, oh, it's that? not Ruby. It's this world premiere dub of Chickheart. <laughs> Who wants to watch that? Somebody at least correctly predicted it being that. I remember that at least. I don't remember who, but... Yeah. I was I starting was to... Chris. Yeah, Chris, Chris, I think I was starting to think it before it was announced when I found out the, the time. It's like, oh, maybe it's Chickheart. Because uh, Production IG was involved in that, too. So... Mm-hmm. And production IG and Toonami, they homies. That's why they were able to play IGPX again, because they could talk to production IG and get the paperwork. I think DeMarco actually personally backed Kickheart, so that may have had something to do with it, too. (laughs) Stretch goal for you. You can air it on television. Yeah. (laughs) I hope that's not the only kick-started thing that Toonami ever airs. There's one thing in particular I'd love for them to show when it gets made, but I, the name escapes me at the moment. Cannon I would almost, yeah, I would that. almost beg for a Little Witch Academia to get a shot. If, if yeah, they would except ever for dub apparently it. those guys think that it shouldn't be dubbed. <laughs> well, that's just the opinion of one very influential backer leading a campaign against a dub, which the name I, I will not say. <laughs> okay. You can subtitle it, you just can't say it, right? Yeah. Following the trend of uh, playing wacky things that Production IG was involved in, FLCL made its Toonami premiere after many, many years on Adult Swim. Woohoo. And they gave it a very nice promo. Which I'm glad that they did. Nothing amazing happens here. Nothing amazing. Nauto was an ordinary boy. Living in an ordinary town with an ordinary life. What are you doing? Homework. 
until an encounter with a mysterious stranger and her bass guitar changed everything. Guess I better hit him again. The portal in his head and the robots coming out of it are the least of his problems. And besides battling a space patrol officer, the Department of Interstellar Immigration, and Medical Mechanica, he's still got to work through the biggest challenge of all. Puberty. I should teach you how to be a man, Taku. Tsunami is proud to present one of the greatest anime series of all time. Finally, where it belongs, Fooly Cooly. Next Saturday night at 2.30, Think Smooth, only Toonami on Adult Swim. Yeah, I'm glad that they, they were able to play it and, and do the promo. It's good. And Ghost of the oh, Shell returned when they lost Cowboy Bebop. They lost Cowboy Bebop. Only briefly. Oh, something else they started doing around this time was they started uh, doing those on-air Tumblr Q&As. Mm-hmm. Where they would actually take your questions from the Tumblr. And Tom and Sarah would discuss them on air. Yeah. <laughs> Some of those a little more interesting than others. Like when they surprisingly announced a few shows. Yeah. And trolled everyone into thinking they were getting Gundam Wing. Oof. <laughs> Oof. That one hurt. So like I said, they lost Cowboy Bebop, so they brought back Ghost in the Shell's standalone complex from the start of uh, the first season to pair with IGPX for the IG Hour. That's what I called it anyway. And Daylight Savings Time brought us an extra hour, which they filled with King Star King, Korgoth, and another airing of Kickheart. And that went over real well. Ooh, yeah. You have no idea how much I want to see a Korgoth series. I know, man. It Korgoth pink. honestly should have happened. It really should have. It was so good. And it's, it's still so good. But it's definitely not going to happen now. I just remember the amount of rage I saw on DeMarco's Twitter the following morning. It was just, it just not pretty. <laughs> People really hated Kingstar King, apparently. Yeah. I want the extra hour I got of my life back. I seem and to recall things along the lines of King Star King, why not kill a kill? No, and remember what you said about people complaining that Ruby didn't get a shot during Ava 2.22? That yeah. started again about twofold yeah. during, because of this. Oh, yes. Yes, it did. I, I, say what you will about this. Um,. Them airing those pilots was a lot more interesting, in my opinion at least, than them airing an hour of Inuyasha the year previous, or the following year where they aired a repeat of Cooler's Revenge. Agreed. Mm-hmm. And for that extra hour, they went orange. Yeah, they did. For, Gift you know, time. Not... <laughs> it was a lot more fun. I was, I was frankly, rather underwhelmed by uh, Cooler's Revenge playing again. Because I would yes. rather see Korgoth again. <laughs> I, I would have rather seen anything unexpected. Our Korgoth, my bean daddy. Four episodes of Perfect Hair Forever. I'm all about that. Definitely have been a thing. And at the end of the year, we got a month of movies. Kicking off with the all-time classic, Akira.
of atonement is upon us. Are your hearts prepared? The time is nigh! is proud to present one of the greatest animated films of all time, Fully Restored. Stop this, Tetsuo! Stop it now! The landmark classic, Akira. Next Saturday night at midnight, Neo Tokyo is about to explode. Part of a month of movies, only Toonami on Adult Swim. That promo was freaking badass. Oh, yes. Yeah, great job. The movie is badass. It was so good that they replayed it the following year. Yep. And with good reason. Now, Acria actually did the worst in the ratings of the four movies, but... It also ran the I longest. Think, yeah, that's also true. And it's also the oldest. Uh, and it also probably has the strangest dub of them all. Although that can't really be helped because of how well animated the lips were. Yeah, I, I still think that I love that Akira got a chance to air on Toonami at all. Yes, it, it really, really deserved it. Really mm-hmm. fantastic. And for anyone that got introduced to that movie through the TV airing, well, you know what? That's good. Good for them. Yes. Yeah. That was actually my first time actually watching it. You enjoyed it, I assume. Yeah, I, I did. Then again, I'm biased because I just, you know, like the music that they aired mm-hmm. accompanying the bumpers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they actually ran the actual Acquia soundtrack for that promo. Yeah, they uh-huh. sampled the soundtrack for it. But but yes, I will add an obligatory damn you unreleased Toonami music <laughs> for those Akira bumps. They, they were quite excellent. Oh, and the return of the uh, hyperspace. Yeah, yeah. We went back into hyperspace, which was very pizza cool. pie. <laughs> that was a nice touch, I think. Oh, definitely. Boobies look better when you're going the speed of light. It's true. It is true. And like the red movie. Line. <laughs> red line is still needs to happen someday. Oh, absolutely. But let's talk about the movies they did air. So the second week, they played Summer Wars, which is a lot more slice-of-life-ish than most of the stuff that it aired on Toonami, besides maybe FLCO. But I think it was very well-received. It's a very good film in general. Oh, yes. It's another movie that, you know, I got introduced because of the block. I'm just going to say now, like, I... You know, whenever they aired the four movies, those were the first time I actually ever watched them. Oh, huh. I'll just say it now. I honestly like that Summer Wars, in their opinion, had enough Toonami-type content to give it a chance to air on TV because that movie is very worth exposing to more people. And it's probably the closest sort of thing to, like, a Miyazaki film that they could have got at least at that time. Mm, it's also the closest type thing to a Digimon movie they could have got. <laughs> I was about to say Just that. A lot of people accuse mm. Summer Wars of being a rip-off of the second Digimon movie. It's uh-huh. not a rip-off. But, it's, it's more like a, a expanded retelling by the same guy. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, the same director of the 
did of Summer Wars did the second Digimon movie. So this was basically him redoing the story his way, mm-hmm. how he would have done it, would have wanted to do it. Being somewhat of a Digimon fanboy did not help or did not hurt my enjoyment of that film, I will say. Hmm. And the next week they played Fullmetal Alchemist Conqueror of Shambhala, the true conclusion to the original Fullmetal Alchemist anime, which had not aired on Toonami and had not aired on Adult Swim since 2010. That that movie airing was very overdue for Adult Swim, but it probably confused a lot of Brotherhood viewers. Yeah, probably. It was a decent enough conclusion to the original series, I think, and yes, I agree with Dulles, it was long overdue. Long overdue. You know, It should have aired years ago. One of the original FMA, but uh, that, yeah, you don't watch the original FMA and then not watch that movie, because... Yeah. Another way to conf- another way that to confuse people, um, like in the menu for Shambhala, it said Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood Shambhala. Yeah, yeah, way to, so way that to confuse definitely... that. There was been yeah, some... I don't think Nazis are in Brotherhood at all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hughes as a Nazi was that was a thing. Mm, a thing indeed. I'd go Alta is a pretty good flick. I remember liking it the most when I initially saw it. It's still pretty good. I think and it, it also had a really nice opening sequence where they recapped the original show, mm. showcasing a lot of the dramatic events that led up to the events in Shambhala. It was really well done, I think. And oh, they also ran the opening with English subtitles, the opening song. They actually put English subtitles on when the song played, which was different. Huh. A lot of people did not expect that to happen. I have no problem with stuff like that. And yeah, they don't usually do the subtitles. Uh, I want to say the when they got to the actual openings for Naruto, they did the subtitles, didn't they? Yeah, in the original Toonami, yeah, when uh, the fourth opening started yeah. rolling. But they didn't they really do that for... I don't think they did that for pretty much any other show on Toonami or Adult Swim. Yeah, they didn't do that for Bleach either, so... I almost feel like they maybe did that for Ghost in the Shell, but I could be talking out of my ass. Uh, no. No. No, they didn't do it for Ghost in the Shell because... It, maybe I'm just thinking because anyway. it's like... That might be yeah, the second I'm Ghost thinking. in the Shell opening was in, was in partial English and partial Russia. Rest in peace, Origa. I swear, every time we do one of these retrospectives, somebody remembers something sad. Uh, I guess that's just the way it goes with retrospectives. And the last movie they played that year was Trigun Badlands Rumble, which I personally enjoyed seeing on Toonami. That was a lot of fun. It was definitely a fun film, and I'm pretty sure people watched it, because Toonami fans enjoy Trigun, as much as it didn't technically ever air on Toonami. Yeah, it, uh, that movie did did very well. Now all those movies had a Family Guy lead in, so that certainly helped. But they all they all did very well. Mm. Certainly That's better I... than this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, not this year, last year. And during the month of movie, they they aired they added they did a 
t-shirt contest. Oh, yeah. Where you can win, yeah, t-shirts. They did do a t-shirt contest. Which uh, I There was also a contest for Sword Art Online earlier in the year. I didn't win anything from either of those contests. (laughs) I don't know about some of you. Uh, I know some people that won shirts. I got the blue shirt. I will murder you. (laughs) No, you won't. I will murder you for your tiny shirt that will not fit me. (laughs) Yeah, no. Yeah, that was... was, Probably wouldn't have fit me either, so there's that. Um, I will say that maybe I made a mistake in trying to win one of these Sword Art Blu-rays, because that's probably what a lot of people chose as their potential prize. Oh, I went went for the headgear, man. (laughs) Well, I didn't pick that because I knew I was not going to win that. Perhaps I should have optioned for a DVD or a set of those cards. Not that I wanted either of those, but... Oh boy, Bushy Road cards. <laughs> had to go for uh, the chance of winning an Anaplex D, uh, Blu-ray for free. Yep, good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Anaplex, uh, around November, they announced that Blue Exorcist would be joining Toonami, replacing Sword Art Online, and that was way ahead, all things considered. That was that was quite. That was uh, was like four or five months ahead of time. Yeah. I don't think I don't think we've ever known that a show was airing. Mm -hmm. They announced it on the Tumblr. Yeah, up and up until that point, uh, One Piece had the had the longest headway, and that was just a couple of months, really. Correct me if I'm wrong, but something with like Blue Exorcist originally was not going to be dubbed, and then. Well, that would have been way back when, because it, I think some people think that Viz funded the dub for Neon Alley, but uh, it initially was not dubbed, and then it, it was dubbed and played on Neon Alley, and whether or not that was Anaplex going, oh, this sells well, so let's dub it, or Viz said, hey, we want this on Neon Alley because we got the manga and all that, so here's money. <laughs> Follow the Raven, I guess. Yes. Yeah, it's not really clear who funded the dub for Blue Exorcist or a couple of other dubs from Aniplex that showed up on Neon Alley over that period of time. Yeah. Dub the current Logan movies. Yeah, seriously. What? Dub the current Logan <laughs> movies. Please. I want that. You know, those those definitely wouldn't sell or anything. No, no, definitely not. Or, or would they do well if they played on Toonami? Yeah. It still kind of annoys me the way Anaplex is selling Gurren Logan now. So expensive. At least it's not out of print. Yeah. More big announcements from Toonami at the end of the year. They traded out OG Naruto for Naruto Shippuden, fresh off of uh, Disney XD losing the rights. Mm-hmm. And that wouldn't yeah. uh, arrive until January 1st with another astounding announcement. Space Dandy, which, as I recall, was announced in Japan. So when it was announced, it was like 3 a.m. in the U.S. <laughs> and uh, Toonami Faithful posted a, a really late report on it. And then uh, Toonami Tumblr was like, yeah, we got Space Dandy. 
It's coming in January, Some, folks. It's, uh, something like that, yeah. World premiere. That was some exciting shit. It really was. Because, of course, earlier in the year, we were all kind of super excited for Space Dandy. New show from Watanabe. Coming from uh, people who work on uh, Studio Bones. And... Everything you've loved. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I personally had no expectations for it. But then I saw a few episodes and I'm like, well, this show's great. I'm always at the end of the hype train. <laughs> at the end of the hype train. I, I, I would love to discuss Dan further, but I feel like that's probably best left for your retrospective of 2014. Uh, most definitely. <laughs> this is just a foreshadowing. We're on the next episode of NAMI Retrospectives. <laughs> Space Dandy and a whole bunch of other stuff. Sketch has to go run on Snake Play for a while. So, I suppose, did anyone have any uh, overview thoughts I, or wanted to talk I about it's not that loud. Mention? Um, <laughs> well, the thing about Shippuden was that while it was fresh off Disney XD losing the rights, uh, Disney XD hadn't been running the show since late 2010. In fact, Disney XD had just renewed Shippuden for another two years and then probably took it off the air right after the renewal. So that w- that was a really big uh, knife in the back for Naruto Shippuden fans right there. The Sh- Disney XD's run stopped at episode 98. And it did continue online for a little bit until about episode 110 or so when they finally took it off of both online and off the air. Mm. So yeah, it had been off the air for almost two years by the time they finally announced that... Uh, that they had the rights to it. Yeah. So, Disney was just sitting on that for however long. That's something yeah. they probably do with uh, Finesse. <sighs> yeah, so does Viacom. And frankly, so does uh, Turner. <sighs> more, more, than, uh, more often than uh, not. All those networks do that kind of crap. I'd like to throw a vote in for Sony as well. Oh! You know why. Cyborg 009, of course. Blood Plus 2 for a while before they finally released that one. They also sat on Zam to Lost Memories until Sentai picked that up. Yeah. Sony. I remember there was a rumor that Zammed was a show that Adult Swim Action might have picked up at some point. Hmm. I do not recall that. It is in that, a way. That that was around the time people thought that um, Eden of the East would have showed up as well. Ah. Uh. ASA went through a period of time where they weren't really picking anything up, so... Yes, they did. Yeah. Yeah, Kekaishi and Durarara were the... <laughs> Only pickups for a, for a long period of time. Aside from Along with more, more bleach, more bleach and Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood. Because anime is to suck. I, I think Jason at some point said that he almost quote unquote knew for a fact that uh, anime may have stopped being really picked up for Adult Swim if they didn't get the rejuvenated interest. He did so say that Bleach. Definitely would not have finished. 
if not for Tsunami coming back. And considering that's like the one strong show they kept airing is why it's what leads me to that thought. Eh, would have phased it out like Naruto. Bleach was the one show on Adult Swim Action would always do strong week after week. So if they were seriously considering phasing it out, probably says a lot right there about what the situation was regarding action animation on Adult Swim. Yeah. Well. But it's just like with Naruto in 2008, it doesn't matter that you're the number one show on Cartoon Network. If they don't want, if you don't fit in with the agenda anymore, they're still going to phase you out. Yep. So, like I said earlier, I feel like 2013 was the year that they they really formed their identity as Toonami on Adult Swim. And it kind of dropped both the trappings of being basically 2004-style Toonami with Adult Swim action shows. This was a new Toonami. It had... Elements of the old and the new, a fresh look, fresh Tom, Sarah's back. It was all nice, uh, refreshing, and it, it felt good. It it felt like they had made a lot of progress. Yeah, it was <laughs> definitely a good year. Where's my DBZ at? Pretty much every <laughs> move was an improvement, I would say. Yeah, your DBZ comes uh, next year. I have one email to read real quick. This comes from Allison. Meowth900 here again. I wanted to post my reaction towards April 1st, 2012. I was starting to slowly get back into anime after watching Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood on Adult Swim's website, and I saw it aired on TV every week along with Bleach and Cowboy Bebop. I really forgot anime existed after Naruto and One Piece stopped airing on TV and I was staying up late that night to see what would happen on this week's showing of Bleach and Brotherhood, and then Tom showed up. Needless to say, I was very shocked, as it had been four years since I heard the voice. I stayed up all night watching all these shows that I had not heard of, which was everything except DBZ. Please remember I wasn't into anime other than Pokemon for a really long time, and I was a sleep-deprived zombie the day after, but it was worth it. Tsunami has helped me get into more anime and making more friends online. Thanks for coming back, Tsunami. It definitely goes to show you, like, it's amazing how a block can, like, really bring communities together. You're able to branch out to meet other people. Yeah, I've certainly come to know all you fine gentlemen. Yeah, definitely. Or just create such an emotional reaction in general. Mm-hmm. People do uh, enjoy those Tom speeches. I remember it was it was literally 90 seconds before uh, Tsunami's April 1st broadcast when I got a message from a friend that basically tipped me off that uh, Tsunami would be would be back that night. And I, with within like 10 seconds to spare, I had hit record on my DVR to you know get the whole thing. It was surreal. I was not a night owl at that time at all but i stood up I, I stayed up throughout the entire thing posting as it happened it was it was surreal and it was real fun so those were some really nice thoughts there tyler that was actually really wonderful 
I will say, like, if Toonami hadn't come back, I, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing right now. Like, Probably not a lot of it, at least. No. <laughs> I think a lot of us could say the same thing. So. No, I definitely wouldn't I mean, be doing a podcast. <laughs> a podcast. I really don't know what I'd be doing with. right now. I don't think we would be paying this much attention to anime either at the block and come back. Toonami's rebirth, in a way, started the current anime spike that started up again in recent years, I think. Because anime was in a dark age period when Toonami came back, and now things are looking up for the industry with the revival of the block. I certainly think it has at least helped. Yep, that and the economy bouncing back. One could argue whether these uh, broadcast dubs Funimation is doing would be a thing. If the broadcast dubs are going to be a really an interesting development. I wonder if one will eventually air on the block at some point. Well, technically the first did, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Uh, that's true. But enough about Space Dandy. Until next time. It would be too fitting to uh, replace Dead Man Wonderland with Assassin Classroom. Oh, interesting thought. <laughs> the only other pickup thought I have is that if they ever start talking to Sentai, I really hope that if the, uh, that if the dub doesn't suck, that they go after Akame Got Killed. That one would do gangbusters, I think. Hmm. Uh, I would definitely like that show on there. I watched it like a few weeks back, and I loved it. <laughs> Another show that seems to have some weird rights things that seems like it would... Parasite. That and Seven Deadly Sins. Oh, yes. Well, if Netflix truly does have that, then it's... That's a no-go. Who knows? I'm not holding my breath on Knights of Sidonia. You know, come to think of it, One Piece and Assassination Classroom would be a ridiculously compatible hour. Hmm. That is an interesting thought. But then people are like, why does it sound like Usopp? Because he does. And or Krillin. Yes. Or Tom One. Yeah, yeah. Tom One. Tom, or Tom, One, Tom One turned into the intruder and is now teaching children. <laughs> that is the best. <laughs> that is actually the best. Intruder 2. Here's the same night assassination classroom. (laughs) Well, thank you, gentlemen, for joining me. Anytime. All hands report to battle station. Now's not the time. Oh, I'd say now's the perfect time. You should come with us. And bring your ninja gear. I was hoping you'd say that. What's happening here? Just get moving. There's nothing to be afraid of. What was that? Behind you, watch out! You better hang on! It's about to get bumpy. Perhaps we should consider our next move cautiously. Here we go! You cannot comprehend the forces you are dealing with. Looks like we're gonna have to fight. What's going on? We're in the middle of an all-out war. That's not good. Take our shot, all or nothing. This bloodletting is tearing us all apart. You don't want to get hurt, you better leave. Nothing will stop our invasion now.